0: Peering into the Narrow Room, Expanding Your Spirit and Mind, I'm Adele Levine, Intuitive and Medium, and let's step into the Narrow Room. Welcome to Peering into the Narrow Room with Adele Levine, Expanding Your Spirit and Mind. Hi guys! This is me, Adela, (laughs) and me again. So yeah, I guess I don't need to keep saying that because I'm gonna just kind of say, I'm gonna be doing this podcast solo. I've gotten a lot of good feedback where people like this kind of one-on-one information, you know, kind of grab your cup of tea, grab your glass of wine, coffee, water. I have water and lemonade today because I had fun on Mother's Day. Um, and uh, just, you know, listen and sit back and listen like me and you are kind of hanging out somewhere. Um, I will have guests on though, not that I won't have guests on, but probably not weekly. And I kind of, you know, honestly, it's kind of nice for me because Especially during, you know, COVID and kind of people getting back to quote normal, um, having to do their lives, it makes it a little hard to arrange all the time. And, um, and then this podcast is kind of me kind of talking to you about my experience and my expertise in the subject of spirituality, paranormal, uh, mediumship, intuition, and all the above. So I wanted I called this story time cuz I wanted this to be like story time. But first off, I wanted to let everybody know that um a couple of announcements. So there's two seances I'm doing this month. One is with Mystic Dylan. And those of you who are listeners of The Witch in the Medium um, know uh, Mystic Dylan is my co host over there on the other podcast I do. We are doing monthly at this time, and we are doing a seance in person. Now, by the time you hear this, the tickets could be gone because there's re- literally last I checked was only two tickets left because it's actually a very small. Seance and it is kind of more of an experience. It's going to be a Victorian theme. You're going to have a little spirits with your spirits, complimentary, both are, and a little, um, you know, something to nibble. And we're going to open it up with a full moon ritual that mystic dylan will be doing and i'll be conducting the seance and he has an awesome seance table so i'm telling you all this because even if you're not in la and even if you are in la and you missed it if you hear us announcing because i'm sure we'll be doing another one so no fear um you'll kind of get the picture of what we'll be doing it may be a different theme the next time but um, same idea, so uh, we're doing that. Um, that's coming on the twenty sixth, and honestly, we posted it, and it sold out pretty quick. Like we literally posted it two and a half days ago, so it's not sold out, but it's almost sold out. Um, you can go to the Old World Emporium and get tickets on there if you're in the area, or go ahead and go to Mystic Dylan official his Instagram, and um, I think he's posted everything on there because it's being hosted by his store, the Old World Emporium. We're going to be doing it in there, I guess I should have said that. Um, and I'm doing an online seance for everybody who is across the nation and globe. So this way you can experience a seance with me um, if you're not in the area. And I definitely still try to give you as much as an experience. And I've done them before and they've done pretty well. And I'm doing um, that one. I'm doing on the 21st. So you can catch that information on my website delavine.com and I post everything on Instagram and on peering into the narrow room on Instagram. So I post on both places because I figure people who just happen to find this podcast and maybe not look for my name, you just never know. I just cover all bases. And I'm and I brought back the 50% off which I think I announced last podcast because um So many people are still going through difficult times and I've, I've talked and, and I was going to tell a little story, speaking of stories, I'll get into that. I've talked to different people and seeing what's going on and, you know, it is still rough rotters for so many people. So I'm offering extending the 50% off of all my readings with the code piece. Of course, this is my cat who decided, um, come here, come here, come here, come here. Maybe she'll come over. I'm, I'm going like she's a doc, but she does respond to this. Um, I'm trying to bring her uh, distracted because she, because all the cats like want to be in here with me, and then they realize they're in here, and then they want to leave. I don't know. Um. So yeah, with the code peace, p e a c e, and I'm doing a class this Friday night. I'm doing another class Friday night, which will be kind of fun because it's good for people who, um, you know kind of, uh, you know, have a hard time getting up early. I'm an early riser. Um, but for all of you night people who also live in different areas that getting up, coming to my morning class, she's in my lap now. Um, would mean maybe you have to get up at five. So this class will be this Friday night, um, coming up the 14th and it's going to be about spirit protection. People wanted me to do a class on spirit communication and how to protect yourself. So all the proper things to do to protect yourself and, um, ward yourself in knowing how to speak to that realm safely and, um, feeling Without fear, because that's one of the biggest parts that stops people from opening up, and that'll be fun because I like the idea of night and and this. Oh, these are all my favorite subjects: spiritual things. So, guys, let's get into it. I will probably. So, this is a funny thing. I did a YouTube video that I just posted on um, on my YouTube channel. And it was about Earthbound Spirits and my thoughts about Earthbound Spirits and about seances and how I do them. Since I'm doing so many this month, I thought it would be cool. And the funny thing is, is that um, I... um I announced all the stuff that I just told you at the beginning and I was like, I'm gonna tell you all about it at the end. And so if you saw that YouTube video, you're probably gonna laugh. I should have kind of made fun of myself about it because I was like, I'm gonna tell you everything at the end. And then I told everything at the beginning and I was like, "Um, yeah, okay. So I told everybody everything at the beginning And at the end, um, I kind of feel like sometimes people fast forward the beginning of YouTube channels. I know I'm one of those people. So I think I was like, if people just kind of did and they didn't see it, then they'll see it at the end. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but I did do that, and I was just gonna about to do it again. I was about to say I'll mention it again at the end, but honestly, I'm probably just gonna throw out my info, so don't worry. Um, I wanted, I wanted to do. I got a really cool email, and I wanted to read it. Um, and it was like it got me thinking of you know kind of the theme of this podcast that I'm doing today. And, um, where is this? Okay. Hello, Adela. Um, I got a couple of, um, I got a cut co- here. I, I'm reading it right now. So I'll read this one in a second. I don't want to like, I'm being silent while I'm reading it. So what happens is that my emails, all my different email accounts, get lumped together because I guess I did that that way. So the first email, which I recognize these names of people, they're my regular listeners on different stuff I do, but I do want to hear from you guys. So you can email me at the narrow room at gmail. I just want to make sure I'm saying that right because honestly, um, I feel like I'm yeah the narrow room at Gmail. I I doubted myself because some things I, I shortened the narrow room and some things I kept peering into the narrow room. So this is from Amanda. Just going to keep everyone first name basis for privacy. You know, we're in crazy worlds. Hi Adela. You've told your story in the past a few times and you said that you shut off and ran from the path gifts. Could you do an episode on what it's like to turn them off and what it's like turning them back on? Like what life events forced you to run from them and what made you go back to it? Maybe also in the same episode, you could talk about how people know they are on the right path. Just some thoughts. Um, And then she said, um, P.S., aliens, ETs, other dimensions are always a good topic for me. Ha ha. Uh, so thanks, Amanda. I'm definitely going to answer that. I wanted to also real quick answer this email because i just answered it at the top of this podcast which is from susan it says thanks for chopping the drama and trauma out of the unknown spiritual world these days i'm not worried about running into some big bad spooky being though i still like to protect myself um in fact one of my life mottos is trust the universe but don't tempt it but i'm concerned about protecting other people and spirits from my bad energy Hmm. for example, I'm feeling really angry and frustrated. I would like to keep that energy from sliming other people. Oh, okay. These are two good questions. Let me first start with Amanda's. Um, so I kind of thought it was appropriate because I have had a lot of people I've noticed in the past week asking about their spiritual journey basically asking me like you know can I help them in readings with their spiritual journey or how do they know they're on their spiritual journey how do they know they're on their quote purpose and um, I thought maybe sharing a little bit about my story of what I went through might help you understand how you go about it not not that I'm going to give you instructions because you know I don't but um, more about, what it might feel like when you are tuning more into yourself. Okay. So you get ready guys. So if you're washing your car, if you're doing your laundry, if you are just laying and chilling and look at the stars, it is story time. Okay. When I was about, I would say, 19, when my aunt passed, who was the mother, only mother I knew who raised me since I was 10 days old. And she got sick when I was turning 17, the summer of my turning 17. And she died a few months after my birthday, um, my 19th birthday. So she pretty much lasted about a year and a half. And during that time, I came to a big kind of spiritual awakening. I wouldn't say like, it was like, oh, wonderful spiritual awakening. It was more of a spiritual awakening of realizing what has been going on with me most of my life. And yes, I am, you know, kicking myself in the tush to write the a book. I've written a book, The Narrow Room, which this podcast is about peering into the narrow room, a non-guide to the other side, which you by the way can get on Amazon plug. However, I want to write a book about my journey because I feel like people ask me this a lot and it's all it's kind of what people want to know. And it I feel like it's connecting and helps people to feel and understand we're not alone on these types of journeys. So when I was this age, I started having this kind of realization and looking at her passing and was before she passed when she was actually sick and she was dying. I realized that there was a difference between a body and a spirit and it just all kind of flooded and came to me, you know, she's this person with a body, but she also has a spirit and the spirit is slowly going. And, um, but her body, Well, her spirit wasn't going, but her spirit was, I reversed that. Her spirit was fighting and her body was slowly going. However, that does mean her spirit was slowly, you know, leaving this place. She even changed quite a bit. You know, she was someone who had a lot of fears about things, but she would, you would never know because she was just, she was very strong. Um, and took on so much in life, um, was that kind of person and intimidating to a lot of people, that kind of strong person. Um, but she also underneath all that, there were a lot of neurosis she had. And one of them was, um, driving in LA on the freeways and the highways. She was born and raised in New York. So, um, she learned to drive kind of late in life and, um, I would say like in her thirties. And so she was never a great driver. So she really hated the highway. So when I started to learn to drive, which I actually drove very late um, for LA, meaning um, I didn't really like officially, officially drove until she got sick and we needed another driver. I was driving, but my sister taught me like how to drive a stick shift and was like, we need another driver to go to and from the hospital. I'm gonna show you how to drive a stick shift, let's go. And she did in a week. And actually I loved stick shift and I felt confident and therefore I was kind of an official responsible driver. So I remember getting on the highway um, and wouldn't get on the highway, but I would take my, I took care of my mother the summer she was dying. I was 17, that's how I spent my summer. And I was going through a lot of the spiritual awakening. And um, she said to me, I didn't want to take the freeway. We weren't taking the freeway. Now we're talking from the Valley to Santa Monica by streets. And in those days, it doesn't seem like, or actually Malibu, it doesn't seem like it's far. If you're familiar, um, let's just put it this way on the highway, it usually takes about over an hour or so can imagine what it was like on the streets. So, I one day she said, you know, hop on the freeway we're going to learn today. Now, she was someone who would like grab your grab your arm, like, you know, do one of those things and freak out. She was not the person I was looking to teach me how to drive on the highway. Let me tell you, not at all. However, she was very calm. And that's one thing I noticed. And I think it's very fitting that I'm talking about her Because you know, like all people in life, you have a um, complicated relationship with your parents, and mine was one with her. And um, you know, the Mother's Day just passed, and I actually heard my song that I hear from her, which I kind of keep private. That is a signal that to to um, to her, and I'll get into that in a minute um, from her. Sorry, today. And when I got on the freeway, I was. Totally thinking this was gonna gonna be a complete disaster, and she, I said, I'm really scared, and she just looked at me and said, "Never let fear stop you in life." And I say that because you know how you have these moments where you go, "I will never forget that." I just won't. I knew when I looked at her, she was dying, not just because she was physically dying, but her spirit was exiting because she didn't have any fear that she used to have. She had a resolve that I never seen in anybody before and especially her, but I never seen in anybody. And like I said, you, if you had met her, she was not someone who was like crying and freaking out. And she wasn't that kind of person. She was a person who fought the civil trying and she also could be very abrasive and, um, aggressive and things with her, with who she was. So she wasn't like a willow flower. I mean, you can take a willow flower and think complete opposite. Um, but she was very cautious and careful about certain things and had her own neurosis for other reasons that I I don't need to get into of her own upbringing and life and things like that. As people did, you know, who are who are much coming from an older generation. And she, um, when I looked at her, she just had this, this air of calm. And I just knew, um, she knew she was dying. And we talked about it. She would actually talk to me about it. Um, She actually weirdly felt comfortable. She even said, talk to me, because I felt the most comfortable. And I was very young. I was 17. Um, My friends were out doing stuff, hanging out, doing things. And this is the way I spent my summer. And I just felt like I had an understanding about what goes on with the spirit. So this awakening popped a lot open And after she passed, I had a very distinct knowing that I was connected to her and I could talk to her and I could probably see her if I wanted to. And, you know, the rest is history, let's just say. So let's just flash forward to a lot happened um, because I don't want to get into every little detail of the different things that happened. But yes, I had these dreams and I had experiences and it all started kind of unfolding um, for me. And it unfolded into me bumping into someone and dating someone. And at that time, I dated that person whose mother was the only person I ever met. And you have to remember, this is the early 90s. We're talking early, early 90s. And she was the only person I ever met who went to a psychic, who went to a medium. I never met anybody who did or talked about these things. And she shared it with me. When she shared it with me, I shared with her my experiences. She let me practice on her and read for her because her daughter had passed. Um, My boyfriend, he became my boyfriend at the time, sister. And then I decided to venture off into the world and test that out on other people. And I did, and I, I already, I'm going to have him on. I've talked about that. I already had him on Jeff, who is on my, if you want to watch that video on my YouTube about my first reading ever, he's going to come on this podcast and share it with everybody as well, who, who may have not seen the video. And we're going to talk about all that, but he was my first, you know, experience. What happened after that is I was jumping around, just saying things to people like, Um, I think your grandmother died. And I remember one guy, I just, you know, we went, I worked with him and we went to get something to eat. And as we're getting something to eat, and he was like into tarot and things. And he said he was a Satanist, but you know, I don't think he really was. And he um, was pouring sugar into his iced tea. And all of a sudden I said, did your grandmother die? And did she look like this? And did, I keep seeing her patting on your back, on your head. She was like your mother. And he froze like if someone just froze him (laughs) while he was pouring his sugar. And I freaked him out. And, um, he said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, um, I thought this was okay because he's a Satanist and he's a tarot card person. So I thought, you know, what's wrong with this? I didn't know those in those days that you ask people's permission. You also don't just start talking to someone who died in their life while they're pouring sh- sugar into their iced tea and having a nice little lunch talking about their satism days. Um, I didn't really know that, honestly. And that kind of happened a few times. I did it a few times. Um, I also at one point was kind of being known as the weird girl and saying weird things to people, which isn't shocking, but I remember a waitress at the same place we worked at cause I was bartending at this restaurant it, don't get excited. Don't picture Tom Cruise. It was more like, um, <laughs> just take out the cruise, take out the Tom and just think of cruise. Cause it was just like really chill <laughs> bar, um, for me. Um, but anyway, I, um, a waitress came up and as she's coming up to get her drink for her table, I start talking about her father and I start saying things about her father and what her father was like. And at that time I only thought I was a medium. I was like, I'm just a medium. That's just what I, all I do. I never thought of myself anything else than that. And she looked at me and said, what are you talking about? Everything you're describing what my father is spot on is true. Our, and I was describing their relationship. Our relationship is true, <clears throat> but he's alive and we don't talk. And I basically, cause I was saying, I guess all these things about how they need to heal this and blah, blah, blah. And I said, what do you mean he's alive? Cause I thought for sure all I could do was mediumship. And so she really did not like it. I actually ended up se- upsetting her and I think she had to take a break and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your lesson of you don't just walk up to people and tell them stuff. Because I wasn't doing it out of ego, let me show off. I was doing out of, I want to exercise this and I want to see if it works and maybe I'm going to help people. Purely naive, purely innocent, but completely wrong. And that is why you don't do that. And so that started to become a theme so much that I decided, oh, here's the other one. Come here. Come here. Come here. This is the other one. I have two in here. I decided that I needed to, um, cut it off. So I also flash forward, had broke up with that boyfriend and dated someone else. And, um, that was a mistake, Uh, dated this person and they were a person who I was with for some time who they were, when I met them, he was like, I told him about this ability. I think he was a little bit raised, he was raised Christian. So he was a little bit more like that than I realized. And I said, I'm thinking about stopping. And he said, yeah, I think you should. So I cut it off. Now here's why I cut it off. I, it wasn't just that people thought I was weird, but I also started to feel like this energy around me, this like looming energy. And I realized I don't know what I believe in. I don't know if I believe in God. I don't believe know what I believe in. And since I don't know what I believe in, I'm dealing with a world that I could feel. It's almost like I felt like maybe there were um, people who needed my help in the other side. And it was almost like feeling like a crowd, you know, like this whole crowd's coming near me and I going, whoa, what did I, what did I do? I walked into this, into this space where there's all these people and now they're all staring at me and I don't know what to do. And that's kind of why I cut it off. It didn't feel right. I didn't feel like I knew what I what I was doing. And also, this person did. He did influence me, so I cut it off. And flush forward fifteen years now, I've broken up with that person. Was with him to way too long. Matter of fact, um, I remember hearing something telling me, you know, just stay put, keep doing what you're doing and don't like date anyone. I remember feeling like I knew something was talking to me. I just didn't know what it was at the time. And I chose to ignore it. And that's what we often do. And anyway, so when I flash forward, I was now living in New York. um, And I decided after breaking up with that person for a year, I really was, you know, wanted to be single. And after a year, I said, maybe I want to meet someone. So I kind of put it out to the universe, the kind of person I was looking for. And lo and behold, the next day, my email pops up bing, and there is the person that I was with when I opened my gifts, emailing me going, Hey, how's it going? Just, you know, wanted to talk. And the funny thing is some of his traits was what I put out in the universe, but many of them were not, which is why we don't do what? Probably recycle boyfriends and girlfriends and such, uh, because there's a reason it didn't work out the first time. So anyway, I started talking to him on the phone. I wasn't thinking of dating him again or anything. I just started talking to on the phone. And while I was on the phone with him, he had call waiting because that was, you know, the way it was in those days. Um, and he clicked over and well, actually we still have call waiting. What am I talking about? Um, he, But people um, were a little bit more apt to answer. Unlike today where we just hit decline, customize, you know, message or whatever. We didn't have those things in that time. And he, um, this was the early two thousands, I think by now. And he clicked over and said, I just found out my very best friend died while he's on the phone with me. Now, this was the guy I started opening up to. He was the first person that I met that I talked to about these things. And his mom introduced me to this and all that. And he's on the phone with me telling me his best friend died. Now he knew his friend was dying. It wasn't like his friend, you know, suddenly died, but still he got the news while he was on the phone with me. So I said to him, and he knew about the stuff I used to do. I said, well, do you want me to tap into that thing I used to do? And he said, yeah, that'd be great. And so I did. I called it that thing at the time. And I started to talk to his friend and his friend, I described, I, you know, m- remember I hadn't talked to him in maybe 10 years. So it's not like I knew anything about this guy or anything. It's not a guy he ever introduced me to or anything. Um, Come here, come here. And he started talking to me. I started telling, I started uh, his friend and he's describing everything. And his friend was even like, kind of annoyed that he died. He's like, I want to be smoking. I want to be at a bar. I want to be at a strip club. And he said, yeah, that's him. He was like, kind of like this smoker, biker, you know, what rather hang out with a bunch of strippers and, you know, that kind of guy, which, you know, he was just a very live your life, um, burn out, a candle on both ends, kind of thing. And he was actually pretty cool. But he said, I'm not ready to really go and see that realm and explore. And it was weird that he was saying all this and I could understand it after not doing this. <laughs> I mean, because it's a little more advanced. And I would think because he was describing how you can choose if you basically what I teach people now, which is whether you can grow or not. And, um, And so I said to him, okay, you know, I passed the messages on and I talked about his car and I said, he's talking about his car and I described the car. And he said, yeah, he left me his car. So everything I told, um, the person that I reconnected with was spot on. We'll call, we'll call him, um, I'm going to make up a name. We'll call him Matthew. Um, everything I told Matthew about his friend was spot on he said, and helped him by the way. And I was in shock. So I was in shock that it worked. I still was in doubt though, by the way. And so that actually set the tone to me trusting this. Now, prior to that, I was on a journey of choosing my intuition again because I had shut that down and that's how I got out of the relationship that I was in. That wasn't good for me. And, um, using my intuition led me out of that relationship, but then it became full circle and I started to open the billies. Now, here's the funny thing about crossroads, because I was at a crossroad when I broke up with Matthew and, um, left that situation and went down a whole different other path. That was a very difficult one, but I learned a lot. And then I was at a crossroad again when I met him and we got back together and I moved back, um, to Los Angeles where I swore I would never move back. And the interesting part is I, um, even lived in the same area with him that we lived in before. So mine was a very literal crossroad full circle. I believe crossroads never disappear. They reappear again in your life full circle. Mine was so literal. It wasn't just, "Oh, here's some lessons you have to learn." Like, here's the person you you learned them from the first time, not that he was like some teacher, but you were going through this 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 new awakening and here you are again. And oh, by the way, you're living in the same place. And That point is when I started to realize, do I really want to dedicate myself to this? And that was a journey. I really did pay attention to these huge signs and these huge things that were speaking to me. I couldn't ignore that these things were coming up and that it was happening again. And so I realized that I had to, I had to acknowledge it. And so I did acknowledge it and for me it was very intuitive it wasn't it wasn't like some a book i read it wasn't something that was told to me it wasn't something that i had to go on a big quest for it was really just i'm going to pay attention i was in the frame of of, of the time and space of, at that time to pay attention and i was paying attention so when people are asking about their journey And, um, you know, what it is your journey is here. I'm going to grab her. This is a different kitty (laughs) sitting in my lap. When people ask, like, how do you know about your journey and how do you know which direction you want to go? Well, The thing is, is that it's not far from you. It's not far from who you are. It is who you are. It's a part of who you are. It wasn't like something crazy came up where it's like, oh, I decided I'm going to be a circus clown. It wasn't something like this. This was something that was in me that I knew I had put on mute. I didn't turn it off, but I really put it on mute. And I realized that I didn't want to put it on mute any longer. So, when you're looking for your path, there's two things. It's not only that I embraced it. And yes, those abilities were very strong for me, but, um, I also dedicate, I could, I didn't just rest on that. I didn't say, Oh, wow. I had this great, um, connection with the, with, you know, Matthew's friend and look at me, I'm doing amazing. Look at these gifts I have. No, I, I, I sat on that for a while and I waited to decide what I wanted to do with it. And when I decided what I wanted to do with it, I dedicated myself to honing it, honing it and mastering it. Now, I'm not saying to you that your gifts or your journey will be about dedicating yourself and doing it professionally. What I'm saying to you is that people are too busy looking for the big grand answer. I never for once was thinking, oh, I'm going to be reading to people. What am I going to charge? And what am I going to do? No, I just said, whatever this is, it's a big part of me and I just can't ignore it anymore. So I'm going to hone it. And that could be the case if someone is an amazing gardener and they put it aside. That could be the case if someone is great with animals and they put it aside. That could be the case of someone who's always loved, you know, music or, um, love chemistry, um, biology, and they want to do something with those things and they put it aside. What I'm saying is that people are always looking for it. They want it to be magical. They want to go, I want to feel like I'm magical and I have these, you know, special gifts and I want to feel special. And if you're going about it that way, you're going about the wrong way. I ran from this a reason. I ran from it because when there's something innate in you and it's natural to you, you tend to run from it because it's like, you know, this is what you need to do and you want to do. And it is a part of who you are, but it may not be the easier road. Like the easier road in some ways is well, let me just sign up for these classes, learn the classes, take a trade and do it. You may not be satisfied and fulfilled inside, but it is easier. When you are following something innate inside you, it is harder to go, I'm going to trust this and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to allow myself to go on my true journey. So what I'm saying is, Don't worry about who you're helping and what you're doing. People are so caught up in the end result. I wasn't thinking of the end. I was only thinking of the first step I wanted to take and then the next step I wanted to take. And that is it. I was in no shape or form thinking of the final end where I wanted to be nothing. I just wanted to be me. That's it. I wanted to find a way that I had to stop pretending that when I talked to people and I was talking about the weather with them or silly little things that I didn't see what I saw. I, it was very strong for me. It wasn't something I dug up. It was going on since I was a kid. And it happened that when my, my mother was passing, that it just all started to click about what has been going on with me since I was a kid. And then, you know, I turned it off and in, or turned it down and muted it. And still it was a part of me. It was still there. It was still a part of who I was, but I wanted to ignore it. I just didn't want to ever talk about it. Matter of fact, when I told friends about this part of me, they were in shock because I never told them. And I said, this is blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what are you talking about? I go, well, I can do this. And they're like, what? I mean, they were very in shock. Some friends didn't believe me, which is fine. And, um, probably, and they thought maybe I just was wanting or wishing this to be true, which I get, I understand because I was very green and I didn't know what I was doing. And I probably sounded, um, a little crazy to them. And some friends were like, oh, that totally makes sense with you. I believe that that's just totally sounds like you. And a lot of them were like, I had no idea that was part of you, but I stuck to it. I didn't care if they believed me. I didn't care if they believed in it. I didn't care if they were supportive. I didn't need to feel loved and special for what I was doing. I was like, well, this is just part of who I am and that's how I'm going to be. And that's how you know you're going on your journey. You don't do it with a plan because that's not organic. It's not innate. You don't do it with a plan, meaning like I'm going to decide to be a reader. I'm going to decide to be um, a healer. I see people do this a lot in the spirit with spirituality, and I think it's because people have a romantic view of this path, and they don't understand it's a very hard, difficult path to live, but. Someone could tell you the same thing about being a doctor or about being an expert in coffee and tea, being a winemaker. People can say the same thing about, um, you know, being a teacher. I mean, people can tell you the same thing pretty much in anything that they decide to hone and try to be the best they can at it, to do it with pride and ethics and integrity and honor and and passion. People are going to tell you that probably in anything. Um, but I think it's romanticized a lot in this, in the world that I'm in, but people only see this like, oh, you can do, see and do this world I want to see. And I want to be a part of, um, it is really not like that. And you're going to be very disappointed if that's what why you choose it. She's just going to keep crying. Come here, come here maybe she just needs to be let out. Um, so yeah, so, um, I feel that, um, I feel that that's kind of the the message and that's my story. Um, and I feel like if you follow your inner self, then you're always going to feel True to what you're doing. So, meaning like you're going to be true to yourself. If you're doing it as a plan or something you set yourself out to do because you feel like it's a good idea, then you're going to be disappointed. If you are following it, even if you're not sure what you're doing, even if you feel like silly about it, then you're going to feel so much better about it. And I feel that the important part of following your journey, whether it's a spiritual one or not, is really just sticking to your true self, sticking to what's inside of you. So that's my story. The other story I wanted to say, I wanted to tell was a little bit about today. I wanted to kind of touch a little bit about what we're all going through at this time. We're all kind of going through um, this in between, right? Sorry, I'm going to take a sip of my lemonade. Um we're all going I feel like we're in this in-between stage. People are getting vaccinated, people are starting to, you know, peek out into the world. People are um, we're starting to see the changes. So today I went and got my nails done for the first time in a year. I've been doing them myself, and one thing I discovered and the reason why I went is I've pretty much destroyed my nails by doing gel nails like every week and then kind of peeling them off. Yeah, probably not the greatest plan. Um, but I think I also was using cleaning products. I think I just, I I really just, my nails are like, and I said, I just need to go sew so and do them professionally, clean them up and leave them alone and not touch them for three weeks. So that's how long gels last and do the gel properly. Cause I even have a UV light and everything. But that wasn't the point of the story. The point of the story is when I went out, I went back to this place that I trust and know because I've known them since they opened and I know the owner very well. It was very heartbreaking because the area that I know in, in LA that I haven't really been to, there's so much homelessness, there's so many people um, just, you know... It just, it was, it was kind of heartbreaking. And even talking to them, you know, what they went through through the year, she had to send, most people went back home to Thailand, which is scary for them because Thailand's doing terrible, like India. And it was, it was kind of interesting to see because there was a lot of changes. And I was talking to the, to the person who was doing my nails about her family in Thailand and she worried and different things. And she was talking about the changes that are going on in the nails in the nail business about that. A lot of the women were opening up their own thing of mobile nails, like just going to people's houses and doing their nails in their homes and they can keep all the money. And in some ways I felt sad for the fact that the nail salons have gotten hit so bad and a lot of people were out of work and it's, that's heartbreaking. But I always felt horrible for the girls who work so hard and have to give a percentage of what they earn away. And I was happy to hear that they're able to maybe through this pandemic. Okay. So one of the cats left and now the other one's crying. So I'm going to let her out. Hold on. You guys can, you guys can listen to this. You hear me? I'm getting up and I'm going to let her out. And guess what? They're not going to be a part of our podcast next time because they have done this every time to me. So yeah, I felt other part of me felt kind of happy for these women are able to do their own thing now. Like there was kind of this thing of like, how cool I felt happy for women they, she seemed so happy. She goes, We can keep all of it. We could keep all of it ourselves. And I was like, you know, it's heartbreaking to see what's happening. And I know the owner, she looks so tired. She, she looked kind of broken. Um, she really worked hard to keep it going. And she had just opened a shop up right before the pandemic, a second one. And I know that she's worked really hard, but I felt happy for the change and the transition. And my point is, is that you're going to see a lot of this where there's going to be things that we're used to. Oh my gosh, you guys, that reminds me. I'll tell you, hold on. Things that we're used to things that we've counted on things that have been just the way we're used to changing and at first it's going to feel really like, wow, nothing's the same. I really felt that way going there. I was like, yeah, nothing feels the same. It'll never feel the same because the energy is different. They've gone through hell and high water. Um, some of the women I knew who worked there are now are gone. They had to find other ways. And you can tell people has just changed their way of looking and their priorities of it. Um, they, there are some things that are because they only can have so many people in the room and things like that. And I mean, in the space and I understand, but a lot of it also had to do with the fact that they really just couldn't, um, you know, they, um, they really just, you know, had a lot happen to them this year. Um, so I feel like, I just wanted to say that was my little story to say, and this is to answer, answer, Susan, the negativity you're worried about the email that you sent me, you know, when you're feeling that negativity, don't worry about it. People about other people take care of yourself, do what you need to do. Um, you're going to feel negative. You're not going to feel negative. I mean, we're going through a transitional time. We're going through an in-between time where we're feeling an uplift and there is some hope. But it people are broken. Um, kids have had to go to school in mass for six hours days. Kids that had to go back to school. Kids have had to stay home all year. There, it's not quite the same. And I think people need to know that. I've been saying that for a year that we're not going to just go back to the same. Yes, we're starting to kind of meet up again, but people have been changed. People have forever been changed by this. And that's to say, you know, to Susan and others who feel this way, there's not about protecting other people from your negativity. Um, You know, don't take things out on people. Um, You know, Try to be acknowledging what you're going through. Share and communicate when you are going through something so someone knows why you're acting the way you're doing. Maybe be vulnerable and express, you know, how hard things are. Don't try to act tough about it. But there are a lot of people who are feeling this, and that's kind of what I've noticed also in my readings, that people are moving towards, okay, I've gone through this, and I've gone through this whole new thing this year, and what does it all mean, and who am I, and where am I going? And I feel like you can't just answer those in 10 minutes, meaning like you can't just expect like, okay, now let's get going. You have to look inside yourself and kind of see what you've gone through, not only through this year, but all the other years, because that's what this year has brought. I've noticed is people have done a lot of reflection. There's been relationships that have broken up. There's been people who have completely changed their job career. There's people have moved. I mean, it's pretty significant. What we were used to is changed. And that is what I felt today. I was like, okay, this feels different. I mean, I'm enjoying this, but I know the energy is different. I'm sensitive. So I can feel, you know, the, the pain the owner went through and all the, all the women who were working there and what they had to go through, the energy is changed. And when I was driving around, I could see everywhere just looked different, places for lease, places closed. People have been through it. So when you're feeling like, what is my journey? Where am I going? Who am I? And if you're noticing you're feeling that right now, that's pretty okay. And it is to be expected. We have gone through a significant awakening and change and having to look at ourselves. And so what I explained in my story was my own personal kind of earthquake of an awakening, meaning like a, a a shaking of like, hey, you were in this relationship and you got out of it. And that was a change, but you also started to kind of wake up to who you are and that was a change. But What we're going through right now is kind of a global thing that people are connecting. There's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of suffering and we are still healing from it. People are still feeling the rep ramifications of it. Did I say the right word? Um, And you need to know that when you're looking at yourself and you're trying to understand, you don't go, I want to go and help people. You have to figure out who you are and what you're doing and being true to yourself, not going, I want to help people and just thinking there's only one way to help people. Like I always say, we all provide a service for each other. When I went in to get my nails today, I honor the nail salon, I honor the person who was doing my nails because they made me feel better today. And I know it was rough on them. I know they are burdened and they were providing a service for me that I'm sure was difficult for them because I could feel it. Um, But I felt better walking out and I wanted to be conscious of that. And I wanted to be aware and appreciative of what they are doing for me even though it's silly and insignificant, really doesn't mean a lot, it's just nails, I still appreciated it. And that's the energy you want to look for when you're looking for, where is my journey? Where am I going? Who am I trying to become? Not, okay, am I gonna go do this big thing? Am I gonna be special? And I'm gonna have this magical thing. It's more about, am I truly being conscious about who I am and where I'm going. Stay awake, stay connected to yourself and that will guide you. And that is what happened with me. I stopped staying awake to myself. I shut down and muted who I was and tried to put it on snooze and it wasn't being in touch and nothing worked guys. I had some really cool jobs and they all didn't, click and go anywhere. Like I wanted them to, because I went to sleep about who I am. So this isn't a, 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 episode about how to wake up your spiritual journey or your gifts and people. It's just, I just noticed people are very caught up in that. And I think it's a, it's a way to escape and to go hoping, Oh, maybe I have this special thing that will take me here. I can tell you right now when I started that path, it took a good 10, 11 years before I was even half of where I am today in my understanding of my abilities, meaning 10, 11 years of dedication, dedication, reading, um, teaching, learning from the other realm, um, going through it, <clears throat> working a second job while I was reading <clears throat> it was it was a long journey. It wasn't like when I had that awakening everything just clicked and I just immediately started to um, be here. I did have things click in a better way when I was true to myself for sure. it was the first time in my life I said, wow things are clicking easily and what I learned was because this is me. I'm being true to me. So find out what's true to you. And that's where I would start. So I hope the, the that you enjoyed this podcast. I actually went a lot longer than I planned. Um, and um, thank you guys so much. And, and I hope you enjoyed the meows of the cats. Um, and like I said, all of my stuff I put on my Instagram, Adele Levine, um, Peering into the Narrow Room, on Instagram as well. Um my webs excuse me, my website is com. You can book readings. I have a little um announcement. Whoever's listening, and I'm probably gonna announce this on my Instagram too. I'm gonna do like a little quick video. When you're booking on my website, please watch the video that I posted for everyone. I send out three emails one email when you book automatically gets sent to you a reminder the day before. And I personally send out a third email the day of, and I still get people asking me, where do I call? What do I do? And I put a video that says here, how to book. I'm just one person guys. So not all the time am I going to be able to get back to people immediately and such. So please take use to all the information I try to put out there for booking. But if you want to book a reading, it's on my website, daleofmind.com. You can use the code peace for 50% off. Everything else I post on my Instagram and and, uh, Dale, and on um And not TikTok. TikTok, I'd play with, but not. That's not really where I'm posting, and all of that. So I announced everything at the beginning. For those of you who might have fast-forwarded the beginning, again, two seances this month, one live, one online. You can check it all out on Adelevine.com. And people want to ask me what's what's a seance? What's this? Again, I have all the information just in description please try to, um, do me a favor and email me. I will not answer texts and DMS. I'm really don't want to answer about your reading and things like that in a DM. I'm just kind of putting it out there because, um, it just gets a little overwhelming. So, um, emails just kind of keep it compartmentalized for me. So I know, okay, that's like my professional spot. I don't mind answering DMs and people put, I love hearing from people and you guys tell me stuff, but I won't be able to answer like, well, you know, Oh, what, why did this happen to me? Or I saw this. I mean, I won't be able to do that, but I love hearing from you guys. As I've always said, please send in your questions to the narrow room. And, um, Go ahead and also comment on my YouTube. And lastly, I posted a YouTube today of me playing Resident, Resident, Resident. I always want to say Residential, but Res <laughs> um, Evil, The Village. Me playing because everyone asked me, they wanted to see me play. I did a video. Now I didn't love the angles of the video. That's just my vanity. I was like, okay, next time I need to do the camera up a little higher. Um, I also didn't really look into the camera cause I was just looking at the game, but it was fun and it was fun to do. And it's just like a bonus video. If you want to see me like act silly and scream and, and all that. I have no problem with spirits and paranormal things in live in person because I know how to handle that. But in a video game, you don't have control over what's popping at you. You can't put up protection and words and things. So it weirds me out more. So you guys can check that out. Thank you guys so much. Follow yourself, follow no one, listen to that inner voice and I'll see you soon. Thank you for stepping into the narrow room. You can find me on Instagram at Adele Levine and on YouTube at Adele Levine where I post weekly videos to help you with tools on all types of things in spirituality and you can also find me on Amazon, my book, Peering into the Narrow Room and remember, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to the inner voice and I'll see you soon.